Hello and welcome to The M Word, where we have uncensored conversations on all things marketing. We're your hosts, Jennifer Mulchandani and Heather Michaelgard. For season two, our conversations are focused on brand. Listen in for ideas you can use for your brand. Enjoy today's episode. Today on The M Word, Heather interviews Jennifer on Arlington Strategies' 10th year anniversary. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to The M Word. This is Heather, and today we're doing things a little bit differently. I am interviewing Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Heather. This is fun and a little intimidating. Well, yes, I would agree with that. I I have a tiny script here, but we're mostly going to wing this uh, because we are celebrating something pretty special. Uh, Would you like to tell our listeners what we're celebrating? Well, um, in... 2012 we founded Arlington Strategy and so it's year 10 and um, would have liked to have been screaming 10 10 10 from the rooftops all year long but um, as it turns out like most businesses our own marketing gets a little bit uh, pushed down in the to-do list so we're just we're just now focusing on our big celebration. Well, congratulations. And for the listeners that don't know, the M word is a uh, child, if you will, of Arlington strategy. So that is the connection there. But Jennifer, I want to go back to the beginning. Tell us what you were doing before Arlington strategy and how did you decide to go out on your own? Great question. So I was not born into this marketing and uh, advertising world that I am in now. Uh, My career really was in public policy, communications, nonprofit management, um, and it transitioned to marketing really when uh, my you know sort of second life after after kids and um, in my own entrepreneurial journey, I you know really decided that. I kind of loved the marketing part of start trying to start a business. And that business didn't get off the ground. And I ended up working in-house for somebody else's startup business for many years and um, grew to understand that all of that lobbying and, and public policy work that I had been doing really was marketing under a different name, um, you know, pitching ideas instead of products and services. So it, it's a natural place for me to have landed, but um, certainly wasn't where I you know, wasn't a path I I intentionally got on in the beginning. And was it always Arlington strategy from the beginning? How did you come up with the name? Did your have your services shifted? Like, how did it start? So no, I mean, initially, it was just Jennifer hanging a shingle. And I, I made, you know, used a template, and I'm not a designer. And I made my own little business cards. And I think I put JM marketing on there. Um, Very, very unique. Um, And but I that it wasn't my intent that that was going to be for sure what was staying. Um, But I was trying to figure it out needed to start getting business. So our first few clients were actually, you know, just me, myself and I basically, um, while I was trying to figure out the brand and and I, I did know almost almost immediately that I wanted it to be a brand that wasn't my name um, because I didn't want it to only exist with me. I wanted it to be a little bit bigger than myself. So the name, it took a long time, and I think I did it the way that a lot of our clients do it, which is 
I wrote down lots of ideas. Um, I asked friends and family to write down ideas and share me ideas. And, and I would go like a week or two with, it, with thinking it was going to be something. And then I'd be like, ah, I hate that name. And then it would be something else. And I would just keep it on the refrigerator. And, and I, I think it was actually, so I liked the idea of the word Arlington being in there. Um, I, I have a really strong sense of place here um, where I've lived for 20, many, 22 years. Um, and I wanted it to, I liked the word strategy. I didn't know it was going to be in, in the brand. And I think it was my husband who who suggested, why not just call it Arlington Strategy then? And I was like, yeah, if Boston Consulting Group, you know, can can be bigger than something that's in Boston, like, why can't I use the name Arlington? So, so it evolved and came through. And then it was my sister-in-law, um, who is a really talented uh, brand designer, graphic designer, web developer. Um, she has an agency up in, in New Jersey. She created our, our brand identity. Um, and, and there we go. That's that's how we started with Arlington Strategy. Do you remember who your first client was? Yes. So um, my first client, my first couple clients were small, like um, solopreneur consulting um, uh, gigs, and <clears throat> they were business women who I'd met through the preschool network, which. You know, we all have our networks we have to tap. And I spread the word to this network that I was going to do this work. And so my first couple of engagements were for them and their early businesses. And then um, my, my friend and client, Catherine, made a referral to Michelle Scott, the owner and um, director at Tutoring Club of McLean, which was the first established, you know, business with you know brick and mortar clientele and I started working for Michelle um that that summer actually it was before I had the legal name Arlington Strategy because we had to redo our our agreement when I had the name so um and I worked I ended up working not I we Arlington Strategy ended up supporting Tutoring Club of McLean for many years and she grew and expanded her staff and brought her marketing in-house. And it was like a wonderful example of, of being able to help somebody invest in their own growth and brand. And today, Arlington Strategy is a full-service marketing agency. Has that always been the case? Oh, gosh, no. I think if you had asked me 10 years ago like what that even meant, I probably didn't n- know. And, I, and and honestly, there's probably things we're not delivering that we could be that I just don't even have the wherewithal to deliver right now. But we do consider ourselves now very comprehensive. I've built a, a very trusted network of both our internal team, but also um, you know some of our, our technical vendors who are as much of our team as, as, as everybody else um, to deliver around you know, around uh, the edges, if you will. Um, you know, the idea, the goal was really that if you were going to hire us, we were going to manage, even if it's managing third and fourth party vendors, um, but that you didn't have to hire us and go hire a designer and go hire a web developer and hire someone doing SEO and hire, uh, you know, on and on and on that we would we would build the team custom to each client. And so... I liked that because the streamline nature just, you know, if I'm going to solve a problem for a client, part of it's going to be, you know, 
you don't have to manage as many vendors. Let me manage all the people delivering to you. So it was a little bit like that. Um, but then it really has grown. And we now see ourselves as as comprehensive brand managers. And to really manage a brand means you have to touch web, you have to do digital, you have to do paid advertising, you have to do email marketing, and, and so on and so forth. So adding all of that capability and all those tactics grew out of wanting to truly be um, brand focused and and not only coming in and doing a piece of the marketing that somebody might need. Right. What I like that you said something about um, you know you used your initials to begin with, but you started. I think so many times entrepreneurs, business owners, they get stuck and they they want it to be perfect. And you start you jumped in with two feet and got the work and then it reiterated later and had to change your name later but you still had the work coming Um, and so I think that just shows like take that risk take that chance it may not be exactly perfect or what you want it to be in the in the long run but you've got to start somewhere you do have to start somewhere but that feeling of wanting to be perfect was was strong like having a conversation with a potential client and needing to feel that I had all the answers in that sales meeting up front to tell them all my great ideas. um, I learned pretty quickly that that's that's a way of just giving away your intellectual property. Um, And so, you know, it actually sales have become kind of one of one of the more creative parts of our business is like proving our worth without giving away our IP. Um, It's been a fun part of it. But um, in the beginning, it was, you know, I only know what I know, but I don't know what they know. And if they know there's things I don't know, then they're not going to want to work with me. But the truth is, like, what our clients, I think, today know, uh, we know a lot. Um, and if we don't know something, we're going to figure it out. I mean, that's what makes um, makes us real is we're – for me, it's not about being uh, – marketing is constantly evolving all of the tactics that we use while like the big buckets stay the same how to be effective in them is constantly changing and so what we're doing for each and every client is monitoring how we're doing and evolving and learning and applying new new ideas to do better and so this idea of having to have it all figured out like we don't and now what I used to do is like, oh, you want me to market for you? Okay, day one, I'm doing your marketing. And now it's like, how, how am I supposed to market for you on day one? Day one through 30, I'm learning what your brand is. I'm learning who's your audience? How are you going to, what does authenticity mean to you? What is your messaging? And then we can market. Then we can like take ideas and, and you know, tactics to to that audience. But we can't do that day one. And so that's the difference. That's the learning and because I was, you fake it in the beginning, and then you realize, like, maybe I should stop faking it and be more open about what this process needs to look like. I think a lot of entrepreneurs often question when it's time to build a team. So when did you stop being the only one in the company, and or did you start right away with the team? Like, when did you know it was time to build? I, it took me about 18 months, and... I knew because I was working all the hours that I was willing to work. And I thought, huh, if that's the most I can bring in for on the business end of things, 
me at full capacity, then that's not a very good living. <laughs> Truthfully, and then, like if I'm going to pay for childcare and having my kids in camps and things so that I have you know time to work, it better it it, it better uh, at least make sense financially. So, you know, and I didn't come out of a consulting background. I so this idea of having a sweet spot that oh well, you have to have you know, 20 clients a year and X many staff to make it make sense financially. I, I, I'm still figuring out that model. It's There's not a playbook to know exactly and what your pricing strategy needs to be and, and, you know, how much recurring revenue, how much project revenue. All of that got figured out and still in process figuring out. But that first employee really came from this idea of like, there. well, it has to be more than what I'm doing now. <laughs> and let's see if I can make that work. And the the first many years where I was still a home-based business my employee I had no other full-time employees for years it took years before I hired a full-time person everybody was part-time because I was too afraid to commit to that like bringing in a full-time person means means salary and benefits regardless of what my revenue is going to be um, but incidentally it was when I finally made that that switch is when the growth started to happen because then I was also all in. And it was like, up until that point, it felt like it was sort of being cobbled together. Um, but that's how we started. Was there ever a time that you wanted to quit? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, <clears throat> not like for more than a day at a time. <laughs> but um, there's certainly been low points, um, you know, and times of transition and change that felt like, well, this is going to be really hard. Do I still want, do I, am I willing to do the next phase of hard? Um, And, but luckily those have been few and far between compared to the feelings of camaraderie and, and personal growth and satisfaction and fun. And I'm a people person and I love that my job and my role allows me to, to be around people. So I certainly want to keep doing it way more than I want to stop it. But yeah, I'd be lying if I said that I hadn't fantasized about what what I call a real job. Um, you know, somebody else having to make payroll <laughs> sounds nice. I think it's safe to say you definitely have a real job now. <laughs> as far as your clients, how have they evolved or changed over the last 10 years? Or have they? Have they stayed the same? A little bit of a same and, and quite a bit of evolution. I mean, the beginning, you know, was those first two friends who hired me um, were figuring out what if what they could build themselves. And, you know, the thing with working with people at that stage of business is the same reason I wasn't hiring anybody. Like, you don't have revenue. You don't have, they're not bringing in income. They're not, they're not the type of business that's investing. Um, it's, essentially being independent consultants um and you can't build an agency on the the backs of uh, independent consultants or solopreneurs now we've done work for for that contingency many times over the years and we've been very good at that work but it's most folks who are working in that realm aren't financing an outside agency to do marketing or communications um certainly not on an ongoing basis so we've had to certainly shift like a target audience to be those who traditionally are investing in their brand growth or investing in a campaign or um and so there's not necessarily a profile but you know 
our success our success initially started um, you know tutoring club was this for-profit still a you know a very important business in the community um, and then working with Habitat for Humanity of Northern Virginia um, and I also got that client in 2012 and so that was a really important sort of underpinning client to put the the flag in the ground about our work with nonprofits which I'd come from the nonprofit world so I was very comfortable there but sort of bringing this marketing communications to nonprofits and it allowed me to really build a business on these two fronts of working with for-profit and nonprofit but then seeing the synergy to combine the two um, so we we are now you know our t- an ideal client uh, you know they want to invest in a significant amount of marketing so that they're using our team not just for any one tactic but we're doing their advertising and their creative and their social media and their email marketing their video creation and you know uh building a new website doing a rebrand doing collateral like that's ideal like send me you you got all that we'll do all that but you know we also have really wonderful long-term relationships with clients that we do a much smaller engagement that we're, we're spending 20 or 30 hours a month supporting their brand and their growth and then smaller clients it's much more we get in we help them devise a marketing strategy but then we hand the playbook to them because a really small client again the financials just don't make sense for them to work with an agency so what is arlington strategy doing to celebrate or commemorate this 10 years well well, some blog posts, you know, if you want to read uh, a lot of this story more uh, in the first person uh, written. Um, but, you know, our big party uh, is happening and, um, well, or has happened by the, the time you're listening to this, uh, where we're inviting all, you know, every person who's been on our team, who's played a role in this, um, all of our clients going all the way back to the beginning. Um and you know our community partners and referral partners and and um just people have been important to the business we're gonna really just raise a glass and toast toast our um our journey um and you know get 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 our team excited about what's next so what is next for the arlington strategy team hmm well you know, right at the start of the pandemic, uh, our lease was coming up, and we were about to move into office space that was double our size and you know fully fitted out. Like anyone who's been in our offices know, it's 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 cute, it's cozy. Um, it doesn't necessarily speak super big growth, and so we were at we were at the point where we were going to be. Um, moving because our team was expanding and then COVID hit and luckily we weren't yet in a signed lease and we pulled back um, and we were I mean it was a few months into COVID but it was like still that period where, like is this just going to be a two-month thing and so we made the decision that no like it's okay this telecommute thing and we'll stay in a small space and and so I've been you know it's Oh, and we renewed our lease here. Long story short, we've renewed our lease here, and yet again, we're stay we're staying put. So, uh, but we need to grow the team. I mean, we're we're not yet, you know, going back to the fundamentals of running a successful business. Like, are we are we where I need to be to you know spend the the rest of my career? No, we're not there yet. And you know, I'd like to be a place that's 
you know, competitive for my team. And, you know, I think we do a good job on culture and we do a good job on lifestyle and, and flexibility for our team. Um, but I want to grow it so that everybody can can benefit. And then we're not there yet. So we're looking for the next big client. We're looking for, you know, the next smart strategist or marketing expert to come join our team. And we will continue to grow. You know, we've, we've added positions over the last couple of years, and I foresee adding more this year um, and certainly into the, the many years to come. And who would be your dream client? Peloton. Oh, yeah. So if you're listening, Peloton <laughs> or Cody or Robin or anyone over there making decisions, you know, if you want to get grassroots and local, um, no, they're killing it, obviously, with timing, but um, they've also had their bumps and bruises. But I think from a culture perspective and the kind of brands we care about, they embody what we what we hope to embody or what we hope to um, help our clients embody, which is having a purpose more than the product or service and really not just, you know, talking the talk, but walking the walk. Um, they give back substantial amount to the community. They are... I, I think wonderful leaders in demonstrating diversity, inclusion, belonging, acceptance, all of it, uh, accessibility. Um, so, you know, even though I'm not exactly a poster child for Peloton in terms of uh, an end user, I am, I love that brand. And I love brands like that, that just, it, just embrace that, um, a, a sense of, of being bigger than who they are. And speaking of brand, we just finished season two of The M Word, where we discussed all about brand and what brand meant to each of our interviewees. But Arlington Strategy has some news around brand as well. We do. And it was really fun listening to um, all of our guests talk about their brand journeys and rebranding and, and what does brand mean. And um as we were thinking about our tenure and what did we want to do with that and how do we how do we want to mark this occasion and I'll, I'll say like at the core our brand started evolving a few years back and um I mean you you probably remember Heather like we were um we had a, a team retreat Heather worked with our team for for some time um and we're sad she's moved on to other endeavors but um that when she was working with us, we we had this company retreat on my back porch, and we filled like you know twenty pages of big poster board, and I felt like that was it wasn't a rebrand beginning, but it was a honing how we talked about ourselves and how we talked about our clients and what made us special and different, and it allowed us an opportunity to go through this exercise with the team and start a conversation about honing our values, like we. Um, some of our team will, will tease me that, oh, well, yeah, our original values are because you were like, oh, shit, we need values. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, I'm a value, I'm a principled person, but we hadn't articulated them. So like years back, we were having an event and I wanted to be able to hang our values on the wall. So we went through a accelerated values process and we ended up with our values. So as we neared the tenure, it was important that we we went back, we checked it. it were those still representative? And they were they were pretty darn close, but they were missing some things. And one of the things that the team helped identify was like they were missing like a true like action oriented word. Um, it, you know, we talk a lot internally about social justice and women's rights and Black Lives Matter and you know gay rights and. 
um, abortion access and 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 gun control, and and we're not afraid to like take these positions. And so we want we want we this exercise was how do we how do we move our brand to represent that because it's one thing for us to like post on social media or share an article um or you know just be vocal about what we believe in but is there a way the brand can represent that and so it started with so we're tweaking the values and adding in more of this action-oriented stuff um into our core values that you know, it lives on our website. It's also in every single piece of collateral that goes out the door, whether it's a proposal or just a capability statement. We're kind of proud of who we are. Um, and we're not going to be for everybody, but we wanted to be really clear about who we were for ourselves. And so that started us. We got our messaging over the, and it took a long time. It took a long time because A, I didn't say, I didn't sit down and say, okay, for the next six months, here's the time, here's our project plan. Um, not my personal greatest skill set. Um, and we're committing to having this done. So it took a long time because it was like ebbs and flows as Jennifer, me, got had time to respond to the team who was giving input and in all this. So our process wasn't ideal. I, when I listened to our clients, um, like CFO Services, when Manny was talking about his process and, and Columbia Pike Partnership had, had a process, and like we didn't kind of have that process. It was more Jennifer's going to react to whoever puts stuff out. So it took a long time. So we got the messaging has evolved. We updated the website with the messaging and our proposals with the messaging. And then um, a long time ago at this point, um, I, I, I knew it was time for a new visual brand. Um, and I still loved our brand. Every time I wanted to think about changing it, I was like, but I still love our brand. Like, uh, you know, it's the brand that got us going. It's our brand that's been around for 10 years. Um, there was nothing wrong with it, but I there was, I, w- I, w- I was just ready for the next new thing, right? So it's not that it, it didn't serve us anymore, but I want the next fresh brand. And I, my husband said, he says, well, you know, you're a branding agency. Like, shouldn't you kind of lead by example? Like, if I rebranding every 10 years? Mm, good point, honey. Um, and you know, the team got excited by the idea of a brand refresh. So it's not a, you know, at this point, you know, what's, what's now available on our website, and what you'll see on our collateral, it's, I think it's very close, it honors like who we are, our brand is not wildly different. But we wanted to bring in a little more color, primary color, um, as opposed to relying on the grays. And we wanted to punch it up with a little bit more modern flair. Um, and we wanted a little bit more emphasis on strategy, which, you know, is something we, you and I haven't talked about yet, but, you know, our, our tagline has evolved over the years. And this messaging exercise that we did, we really, we, we really, like, we really are about changing the world for the better. And so we wanted to talk about that. And like, in the early days, I think I wanted to be, well, everyone needs to know I'm in marketing, because my, my, my brand name doesn't even have the word marketing in it. And so our ta- one of our early taglines was like marketing marketing solutions um, th- that f- to help your business thrive or something something so generic and 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 with no heart um, and now it, it's really it's evolved to thriving brands help create a better world like so it's thriving brands for a better world is is what where our mission is it's where our tagline is and our logo is going to uh, reflect that now. 
with the color and the modern font and the emphasis on strategy. So we're moving away from our speech bubble, which is like an icon that I'm in love with, and I'm sure we'll still have it somewhere, um, but really focused on that sort of strategic target. And that strategy is what sets us apart. I think it's a core differentiator for our brand. And um, now the logo, I believe, incorporates that. Well, I think it looks great. And I do think it looks... You've, you're growing up. You've grown up, you know, and it's time to refresh. Um, I remember that retreat out on the on your patio, and there was a shift. And we, I feel like we all kind of like got behind something, and we're proud of who we were becoming as a company and as a team. Um, so kudos to you for for starting that conversation, and and I think. You know, it took a little bit longer than maybe you would have wanted, but it was deliberate. It was strategic, um, and you finished with the product that you're you can be proud of. Well, thank you. I think you were kind of a kick in the butt for that, though. Like you coming into the team, you were my first full time senior person in house, um, and to have somebody whose role was going to help focus and give more emphasis on our internal marketing and brand was really important too, because you can't grow a brand if someone isn't spending time on it. And while I'm growing, I am responsible for business and brand and all the things um, I having, having dedicated staff resources and a budget internally to say, we're going to focus on growing brand is, is critical. And, and, so I'm really appreciative that you you came into my life at the time you did, and that we still get to do this really fun thing called a podcast, yeah. um, and and talk about brand and all all other things, um, because I I do think it's the people that matter, mm-hmm. and our business and our brand it's about people. You know we are not just uh, a you know a plug and play tech solution. We are my team getting to you know, roll up their sleeves and, and learn the inside outs of people's businesses and brands. And um, so it's about the people at the end of the day. And I'm really excited for where we are now because I think our brand finally reflects our people. Well, happy anniversary to Arlington Thank you. Strategy. It is an honor to have been a part of the team for the couple years that I was. And I'm excited that you and I get to continue to do this journey of the podcast together. And I'm excited to see where Arlington strategy goes. I am too. And this podcast, because we're going to be talking about fuck-ups, right? Yes. Season three. Season three. So, um, which, you know, I could probably just talk for every episode (laughs) and share (laughs) critical errors and things that I wish I'd done a little differently. But we're not going to make it all about us. Um, You know, it's a little odd having the tables turned here today. but, um, But I do think that it's an important way to help us really again make it about the people and people are human and we make mistakes so i'm looking forward to those continued conversations for our next season me too well happy anniversary to arlington strategy and to our listeners we look forward to seeing you for season three coming up soon bye thanks for listening to this episode of the m word we'd love to hear from you you can find us on facebook instagram linkedin or twitter And we'd really love it if you would leave us a review. Until next time, don't be afraid to be uncensored. The M Word is an Arlington Strategy production hosted by Jennifer Mulchandani and Heather Michaelgaard. Our theme music is Golden Reflections of the Sun by Vlad Glushenko. Graphic design by Kayla Fagan. 
Sound engineering and editing by Ben Mulchandani and Nina Sofia Pacheco. Editing by Nina Sofia Pacheco and Janelle Walters.